hardest part is figuring out what are you gonna start with it? what are you gonna how are you gonna get it going it's like what's your first move gonna be on a chick you know right <laughs> down and to the left <laughs> or back into the left are you gonna play the asshole or are you gonna be nice you know I usually wait to play the asshole until I know the chick a little. You know what I mean? I don't make my play on the asshole right away. Or, or I guess, did you mean maybe, like, if I was being an asshole? <laughs> you didn't mean, like, make a play on her asshole her immediately. Asshole? No. <laughs> just, just start <laughs> out. straight. Skip the seven steps. Right. Go straight just to Immediately step try to put a finger in her butt. <laughs> that is step one. Fingers in bottoms. No, I meant... Yeah, the bell's the new first base, basically. Yeah. Thanks, Catholics. <laughs> uh, it doesn't count. It doesn't. Jesus right. is totally fine with that. Because <laughs> you can't get pregnant in your bottom. So they say. Yeah. The jury's still out. Medical science. Uh, I'm Josh Tiford. And uh, I'm Casey Strain. And you knew this, but welcome to Weed and Whiskey Weed Podcast. And whiskey. We're here. And this is a special one because uh, this is the episode where I tell Casey that he owes me half of the money for the website for the year. Oh, I did see. I got the email, too. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I paid for that. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So it was still... I paid for it. The, they sent me an email. It was like, hey, man, your credit card didn't go through. And I was like, oh, that's because I don't have that one anymore. <laughs> oh, I just saw the squares space like they were trying to build. Right. I saw the title. I hadn't read it yet. Oh, don't worry. It's all gravy. Okay, it's all sorry. fixed. <laughs> no big problems there. Uh, but that means that it's we have officially been doing our podcast for a year. One year. Hooray. It's the anniversary. Hooray. Almost. Is that wood? The first anniversary? Paper. Paper. You got a notebook. Mm-hmm. That's why I rolled the joint. Excellent. It's a paper anniversary. <laughs> Couldn't have planned that out any better if I tried. Nope. Whew, that is a Bernie whiskey there. It's I mean, it... Darby's. In, in that it hasn't... It has not mellowed with the ice yet. Right. But I, I taste the sweetness of the rye. Yeah. Like, you're always saying how the rye is a little sweeter. And I'm yeah. not a big... I haven't had too many different ryes, so it's hard for me to say with my sample size. Yeah. But, like, I could tell before I looked over and saw it that, that it was rye whiskey. I'm not like, oh, that's a rye whiskey. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying, but I was like, oh, that has. Once you get past the initial, like, oaky burn, yeah, you could really taste some sweetness coming through in that. It's almost like a citrusy yeah? sweetness. At least to me, I don't know. Mm. No. Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to aspirate it. I'm trying to get the air through yeah. it. Really. Right? Right? Oh, God. I would just be so mad if I saw a person doing that in a bar. Like, not even at them. Just like, oh, just, great. Now I'm aggravated. Yeah. <laughs> just. I'm sure you're a nice person. Right, but, but why are you doing that? It's it is like, it's an aggravation like, man, I wish I was there to teach you not to do that. Right. When it's, you first started coming to bars. It's totally one thing if you're like, <laughs> at a legitimate tasting. Right. Or if you're at home. 
But yeah. if you're just out at a bar... What you do to your whiskey in the privacy of your own home is right. your business. That's your call. <laughs> I left some whiskey at a friend's house the other day. They put it in the freezer. <laughs> I mean, I left it there. It became their whiskey. <laughs> and if that's what they chose to do with whiskey, which I quickly warned them to please not do, ever. <laughs> I mean, but it is theirs. And if you want to drink ice-cold whiskey, and I don't mean, like, it's been on rocks. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> it has no flavor. Because <laughs> it's almost liquid, or almost solid. Yeah. That whiskey's almost liquid, bro. Ooh. <laughs> so um, what that is? Yeah. Well, yeah, but don't fillet your whiskey in a bar. No, do not. <laughs> no, do not. That is inappropriate. Totes. <laughs> You know, inappropriate, comma, toast. Totally. Right, totally. (laughs) So yeah, this is Darby's Reserve Small Batch Rye Whiskey. I think it's from, it's from Charleston. Carolina? Carolina, yeah. Yeah, it sure is. And it's 45% alcohol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. What I like about it is that the bottle has a real thick bottom like yeah. a like a like a thick glass bottom it's not gonna tip over right. you're not gonna spill it i just you know like this is the kind of bottle where like i would get that thing that cuts off the top of it and makes a glass out of it oh yeah this would be like a bitchin low ball yeah you know what i mean in fact we should do that maybe we, we'll start doing that as merch we'll cut off the top of every bottle right I'm sure people will want to bid. We'll have an auction. That just, it's just up for 24 hours, so however much. Like, yeah. we end up losing money because we have to ship it somewhere. Especially this one because of the weight. Oh, yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> we'll just drive it to you if we ever make it out there. <laughs> yeah, so... We also, uh, uh, we're doing stuff, man. We talked about this doing last time. Things. Yeah. This is we're three days from the first. Oh yeah, we got showcase. a show at the observatory coming right up. Yeah. Uh, all the dudes that are on that show, none of them asked if they we wanted to podcast about it, except Greg Beachler. <laughs> and that's what He's, I love about Greg Beachler. Yeah. Is that that kid? I shouldn't say kid. I think he's older than me. That dude. <laughs> is a hustler. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he just wants to make sure that you know that he's out there. Yeah. Those right. other guys, they're whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, Greg, Greg heeded the advice of, uh, mm? of, mm? of, mm? what's his name? Mm? <laughs> I don't know, can I have a clue? Uh, Gabe Rutledge. Okay. Who, when he was on here, said, all you should worry about, all you gotta do is ask. Yeah. He said so many people don't get to do stuff because they don't ask. Yeah. I'm one of them. Greg Beachler asks all the time. I'm for sure one of them, though. I'm one of those people. That doesn't ask? No. I've started to get a little bit better about it. Yeah. But I don't like being needy. Right. You know what I mean? And and that's something that I'm concerned that I have a problem with. Like, I'm sure, I'm concerned I don't know how to maybe ride that line. Maybe as well as, like, a Greg Beachler. 
who was just not needy. Like, (laughs) he just wants to know. Whereas I feel like I would come off a little like, like, hey, oh, oh, can I do... It's all right. Is that good? I just do your thing? (laughs) And then, like, maybe then I would also be like, well, fuck you if I can't do your thing. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I don't think the initial part sounds needy. Yeah. I think people are worried about what the response is to a no. I mean, the you response I mean? to a no is basically the same. It's it's just me telling you how I feel <laughs> if you don't even contact moment. me. <laughs> right. But I'm telling you directly into your face, <laughs> as opposed to thinking about you every time I see you, knowing yeah. that you're a jerk. Knowing that you didn't ask me. You didn't ask me. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got... There's a like I'm looking at the, the event calendar, and I'm, I'm almost thinking... Did you design that yourself? I sure did... <laughs> This looks is hand, not a format. It looks hand drawn. Oh well, I mean, yeah, clearly this one on the paper is, but I feel like getting a schedule up on our website is something we can handle. We moving forward, and in, in that you know, in that twenty fifteen was the year of professionalism. So twenty sixteen is the year more professionalism. Is the year of actually getting the things following done. through? Yeah, follow through. The year of follow through. That's that's good. That's real good right there. Yeah. That's real good. Speaking of that, we got a big test of that coming right up. Because as I was telling you, tomorrow, i.e. February 1st, yeah. I'm laying off the sauce for a whole month. For a whole month. Which is a little nerve-wracking. Good thing you got weed. Yeah. And good thing I got a bunch of stuff coming up on stage that month. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that you have no reason to drink nope. this month. <laughs> no reason at all. No reason no, I would want to be comfortably uh, <laughs> drunk at the club. I don't mean like fucked up, but I mean three beers deep. Yeah. I'm kind of like, kind of, I'm trying to come to terms with, like, am I going to be able to be one of those comedians that can not get too fucked up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like too fucked up like I get blackout drunk at a paid show and I fuck it up. Right. But like the kind of dudes who just like end up washing out because they party a little too hard. You know what I mean? Like those kind of dudes. Right. Because I do love to party. And in a job where you make like a lot of money an hour and only work an hour a day. You should be. It really opens up. (laughs) It really opens up your social schedule. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to imply I got an hour of paid work I'm doing all the time, but right. that but is that's the goal. That is the goal. That's yeah. where I'd like to be, and that sounds kind of cool, but also a little terrifying. Yeah, being like, well, some of those guys do two-hour shows, like two one-hour shows. Yeah, day. that'd be a lot better, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds like a whole day at work. With yeah, like the getting prepared to do it. Yeah, you got to get there early. And then, like, what are you going to do between your early and late show? You don't really have a lot of time. Right. You can't, like, take a quick <laughs> trip somewhere. <laughs> you, can't, like, you can't go have you a can't, leisurely you can't meal. road trip. <laughs> right, you can't drive across town and eat at the Italian joint and then make it back in time. And right. even if you could, you'd be, like, unless you're, you like... You need a nap, dude. Yeah, or if you're, like, <clears throat> king shit, you could get on stage and have your mind right. But I'd like to have some time, right. you know what I mean, at the place where you're going to be. Yeah. Getting the vibe. Yeah. I learned that 
well, last night was a big one. Mm. Where I was, I had to do a clean set again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had to do the clean set in the bar where there was alcohol being served. Oh, boy. So it was me doing a clean set and some people yelling <laughs> obscenities. <laughs> Not yelling, but like. The right. reaction was in obscenity. And like, I oh, fuck! And I couldn't react back. You're fucking <laughs> right, bro. You're fucking ain't right, man. Why? So, was it all uh, ages? It was all ages. There, was, there were families there. There were little <coughs> kids there. Weird. Uh, and, now I'm not knocking on anybody. You're not knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door? But when... When everyone knows that the plan is to have a comedian go up between the bands, that's hard enough yeah. for a comedian to do. You know what makes it even harder? When the sound guy doesn't realize the program and leaves the house music on and he, while I'm telling jokes. Does he just leave, too? <laughs> he was, like, helping the band set up, and he's behind me doing stuff on stage. Oh. And I kept trying to turn around and going, Dude, can you kill, like, kill the music, giving him a signal, like... Like, hey, bro. Trying to keep it cool, but, Just like, so you know, I'm trying to tell Even jokes. after we had a conversation beforehand about, like, how he was going to signal me that the band was a minute from being ready and that I should close it up, you know, finish up what I'm saying, he knows what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't... And finally, a, band, so a member from one of the bands, the second set I had to do, <coughs> went and turned his iPod down and got reprimanded <laughs> By the guy. <laughs> so don't don't ever go behind my board and touch my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. Well, <laughs> do your gerb. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. There's something about sound dudes in Spokane. I think it's anywhere. Do you? That would make yeah. me feel better about my town, specifically. From, and that's not me. That's an anecdotal. That's not my first... It wasn't first-person experience, but I've heard it from a lot of people that a lot of sound guys are... Was it your first rodeo? (laughs) When was your first rodeo? My first rodeo? Yeah. Do you remember Uh, it? Yeah, I was 13. That sounds pretty spot on. I think I might have been, like, between 12 and 14. No, no, no. no. That was the first one I was in. Oh, you actually participated in a rodeo? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, what? Steer riding when I was 13. Steer riding? You knew this. I did not know this. No, no. This yeah, came. Out, this you came out at this. a point in our in our day when I was not fully recording information in my brain. There's no way I knew you rode a steer. Yeah, I did junior rodeo for like f- almost four years. Really? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Fire out, man. <laughs> trying to smoke these weeds, dude. I think I'm gonna have a little of that. Yeah, go nuts on today. it. Last night I had a great time with my roommate. We smoked a little and played. The PlayStation 2 version of Jeopardy. And it was... It was a really good time. Really good time. Really good time. To God, I hope that worked. What made... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Keep going. What worked? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was me. I said that. Well, it made it... Damn it. It made it really fun because we've been playing it lately. Right. But this time, it made the... like. We used to be able to hear the question, right? Like buzz in and give the answer immediately, but then we would we buzz in and forget. <laughs> <laughs> they, like what was going on, and so we did it back and forth a couple times where 
We had nice. to reread the question. Like, in the 19... Oh, yeah, that's the... <laughs> Guys, if it gets weird we'll there for a second, uh, our friend Abe Kenny called in the middle of recording this, and it stopped the recording. But uh, if you're downtown uh, in Spokane on Friday, he's going to be at the Chase something or other. <laughs> the Chase Gallery at City Hall. Yeah. He plays... Guitar. He's a guitar aficionado, I think is what you call I think call that's him. a good word for it. Yeah, he plays classical guitar, and uh, he's going to be playing guitar out there, so yeah. that's a plug for why the show sounds weird <laughs> around 15 minutes in. That weird break was brought to you by Abe Kidd. <coughs> Calling it like an asshole. <laughs> so, the Croc Show, or not the Croc Show, but the Big Dipper, yeah. how do you feel like it went overall? Once, so the second set, once the music got turned down, people responded, uh, people responded really well, and uh, I felt better about it. Nice. It by no means was my best, the best thing I've ever done. Right. But I think it's also one of those, I'll keep doing shows like that if they come to me. Right, 100%. Because it's like, it's like. It's like, if you're going to work out, you got to work every muscle. It's exposure, dude. And yeah. yeah, and it's getting yourself yeah. out there. And five people came up and asked me, like, where stuff happens. There were two people that came up. Hey, bro, where's stuff go down yeah. around here? Where can I do that? Where can I do comedy? I'm like, there's Whoa. a ton of... So right, there's there a ton of venues. Hopefully there'll be, like, <coughs> a new face or two. I think so. In the scene. I think but. so. I think that we're really gaining some momentum in that way. Uh, I know how you feel though, where you do well, but it's not like a right home about it set. And again, that was, I mean, that's the point of hosting something, is it's not about your. Oh, dude, for sure. You know what I mean? Well, right, but when you're filling in the yeah. middle, then it can kind of be about you, but as the MC of an event, right. you're there to be memorable. But not overly yeah. memorable. Like they, they, you want to leave a pause. Like yeah. you want to be like a pleasant aftertaste, like a con man. Sure, right. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It's Charming, of, but not raw. Oh, for sure, not overly. Yeah, that's how I felt about the way I did at the casino. Uh, like at the impulse lunch. Yeah, I felt like I didn't do bad, but I didn't do as well as I should have. Right. And it bummed me out, so I was really grateful to have a chance uh, on Friday in Kennewick to redeem yeah. myself. And uh, where, uh, where were you? So we played at the Clover Island Inn for uh, it was Harry J. Riley and myself, which was sweet because I knew the headliner. Yeah. How, how much more comfortable could you be? Right. Uh, <coughs> It's like a, a rock station down there. I forget which one, and I'm super sorry. But they, uh, what they do is they have like their sponsors buy comedy shows. Oh. Or like they basically like put on comedy shows and sell tickets to their sponsors, or like their sponsors like give them out to like the people that patronize their businesses or their employees. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's like so black. they pay a fee for the show. Right, and then they get X number of tickets and yeah. blah blah blah, and. Uh, it's, I don't know, I did it a couple of years ago when it was at the Red Lion in Kennewick. Yeah. And it was a little tougher for me. A little more square. You know what I mean? Plus, right. I wasn't nearly as polished as I am now, so to speak. Right. And, uh, I don't know, this was great, dude. This was great. Cool. I managed to, uh, also, it was like I was telling you, I was like, I get in my room, it's like 6 o'clock, I'm thinking, 
I'll have a couple of whiskeys real slow before the show, get a loose. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm like, I drink my third of a pint of whiskey, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm a little drunk right now. Drink my third of a pint. Well, I didn't drink it like in a big pole. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, dude. That's what I was hoping. No, no, I'm not that gangster. (laughs) But I was feeling like a little nervous because I was like, oh no, did I end up accidentally getting too drunk? Yeah, that's so hard. Right, and I got saved by the bell because the show wasn't until nine. And on top of that, I went outside or I rolled a big joint and I went and smoked it outside because I'm not one of those dudes that smokes in a hotel room. Yeah. And uh, I was expecting to get like real high. But for some reason, it just brought me, like, right to the level. <laughs> like, it just took away all the jitters of being like, oh, are you too drunk? And it just allowed, like, the, the looseness of being drunk right. to come out. Uh, and then, like, crushed it at the show. Don't know how long I did, because I didn't record it, which I should have. Yeah. That's the way I always feel. But did did well, and Harry did amazingly. Like, you know, it's Harry. Right. He's going to crush. It's going to be... Yeah. I feel like those people got their money's worth. Cool. And that's a nice feeling, you know, when you, like, yeah. walk out, and you're like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. And people were like, hey, man. You know? <laughs> I, I don't know a better way to put it. Yeah. But it was nice, dude, to, like be able to hit that zone perfectly where now I'm worried though like fuck am I gonna be like a Burt Kreischer kind of a dude am I gonna need to do to booze a little booze a little every time just a little bit to gain my powers so this coming month will be a good yeah thing cause there's like four or five things at least that I got coming up this this month not counting open mics right and you know, shit, dude. I don't want to underperform at any of them. Right. But I'm glad they kind of go almost in, like, order of, like, rising order of, like, importance and difficulty, if that makes sense. Like, easiest one is first? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Just hosting? Yeah. No problem. Right. You know what I mean? And then I'm just, you know, the thing at the very end of the month, I'm just probably hosting, so that's great, too. I'm not worried about being dirty. I can be plenty vulgar. Right. Sober. It's pretty easy. <laughs> pretty easy. <laughs> you know, and uh, who knows about the other stuff, but yeah. I feel like it'll, you know, it's one of those things, dude, I don't want to be a dude that can't hack it in the yeah. long run. Yeah. And, and the people, the reality is I don't see a lot of dudes really have drinks before they perform. Right. And, and then, you know... They might sip a beer. Right. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. If there's something that works... Right. You know, and, and the people that are, like, universally agreed on is crushing it, hit on it. Yeah. That's totally cool. I can, I can be a team player. <laughs> team not get shit-faced drunk before I'm the like, show. I kind of sit in the, uh... It's according to the venue to me. Like... Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. performing at a place where... The crowd's going to be completely loaded. Right. And you're stone cold sober, that would probably be a little rough. Right. For sure. be, But I think you should be, you're not, if everyone's shit-faced in a room, you shouldn't be shit-faced Mm-mm. telling comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, for sure. But get a little bit close to where they're at. Right. Have, you know, be on yeah, their lap. So you don't sound like you're lecturing them on their... <laughs> 
Oh, dude, I, well, I do want to say one thing about that Kenwick crowd. That Tri-Cities crowd, I guess is a better way to phrase it. Not like they were all specifically from Kennewick. Right. They were shushing people. <clears throat> like, it was that's pretty... That's rad. People were, like, kind of chatty. Yeah. And that's fine. Keep. I'm not gonna, you know... keep the. I'd rather the room be loose yeah. and a little chatty than, like, bubbles yeah. clenched firmly. Odds are, if you're doing well and there's chat... Right. It's it's, a, they're talking about something you said. Hopefully, so right. You can't... <laughs> right. So that's... Yeah, that's the, that's the thought. Right. But then you'd hear people start to get a little worked up and people like, hey, 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 shh, 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 this guy's saying important stuff. This guy's talking about his butthole. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, that's so cool. Yeah, we had a, there was a night at a fire yourself that was like, when the crowd there was a whole itself. table that came to just to see the comedy and they were drinking and there was... We all know how it gets there. It gets yeah, like, it gets real. The back of the room gets really loud. Oh, dude, rough. A lot of times it's comics. A lot sometimes of times it's, it's comics. <laughs> sometimes it's other people. But this booth, this table of people just kept going, if you're going to talk, go outside because we're trying to hear the comedy. It was like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It feels good when people like... Yeah, man. They're like, hey, enough. we're actually here for this. <laughs> yeah. Like, we get that this might not... We get that this dude's talking about pot and, you know, burritos and, and right. buttholes. But he and, might be using that as a vehicle to talk about something bigger. Or, or you know, worst to worst, don't ever tell me you've never just had to, like, sit through dinner with your in-laws or something like <laughs> Right. Everybody goes through 30 or 45 minutes at some point in their month right. that they don't want to go through. Right. Or most of us do. Like, <laughs> it's just part of life. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I can't tell you how many bands I've seen at local shows that I'm just not thrilled to have seen. <laughs> right. But that doesn't mean I'm gonna go up and scream at them. Yeah, you're, in not the gonna un- set. you're not gonna unplug their. Right. And, and, and the reality is, is that. To a comic, you having a loud table conversation is basically the same as at a concert. Someone just screaming in the corner. You know, or like somebody like... It's a, yeah. Or it's like somebody... It's just the volume levels are so disparate in a right. comedy performance. Right. Like, you think you can't... You think they can't hear you because they're on stage. Right. And they got the microphone, but it's like... You know, there's lots of silence between our jokes. Totally. <laughs> And the speakers are pointed out away from us. There might be a monitor depending on where you're at. Yeah. But most of the time, I'm not used to having a monitor. No. So, like... I had one last night, and it was weird. Isn't it weird, huh? Yeah. When it's just, like, all you can hear is you, all and you can really hear is you, well. And a lot of times, you can't hear the response. Right. But, but yeah, you're right. That That's like doing... They think it's louder for us on stage. Right. It's, but it's not, not that loud. <laughs> it's not that loud. How come we have to shut up? That guy's the loudest one in the room. Look <laughs> at him up there with that microphone. What a jerk. Dude, they had to shut down a number of people this Saturday at Uncle D's. Oh, yeah? This was a rowdy weekend up there from what I heard. Oh. Rowdy weekend. I was there on Saturday, and there was uh, two birthdays. Oh. One older gentleman and one younger lady. Did they get it on? No, oh. they did not get it on. Bummer for her. Yeah. Although, I don't know how mobile Dennis was. <laughs> oh, he's a guy that parties 
like it's his 21st yeah, every I, year. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Dennis seemed like he had lived a life. <laughs> he seemed like his joints had used up most of their, uh, like... Uh, of oh, the cartilage? Yeah, like <laughs> like whatever keeps the joints moving freely. That shit was yeah. getting real thin. <laughs> to go in for a lube job. Sure. Yeah, it's about time maybe to just get those ball joints replaced, Dennis. <laughs> we can't wait till that's just how it is. They're like, well, you, well uh, your ball joints are getting a little worn here, so we're going to give you new shoulders and hips. Yeah. Or, like, when technology progresses so much that medical procedures don't hurt, like mm. in Star Trek, you know? Mm-hmm. You go in and for whatever, and you're like, well, how was it? Well, I could have, it would have been nice if I could have felt it. Right. So I knew they did something. <laughs> They're not actually doing anything. <laughs> They're just putting though. a magnet on your. <laughs> Don't worry. They just shine a red light on you up and down <laughs> a couple good. times. You're fine. <laughs> there's no more cancer in there. Six months later, I feel like there's cancer. Ah, they told me it's the flu, but I think it's cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cancer! It's so funny. It's so 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 funny. Well, and they cured it. Yeah, I mean they, you know, they totally they cured can it. fix it. I, you know, they can totally cure cancer, bro. Do you think that's why cancer jokes are more uh, welcomed like, than AIDS jokes? Mm, Do you think that's one of the parts? Is because they can cure some cancers? It's because it's like people are able to live through cancer, through cancer more often, or they get cured with no no. I think that the re okay. Not that that is incorrect, but I think the reason that they play the social better, stigma. Well, attached. and who's talking about AIDS anymore? I mean, there's just not. It's just not in people's brains. Well, it was for, like, like six months last year. Was it? In Africa. Ebola. Oh yeah, that was Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember a huge AIDS epidemic. I mean, I know Africa is a hot mess when it comes to AIDS. Because they can't get people to wear condoms there. Right. Which is why Bill Gates, bless his soul, yeah. is, is offering a reward to someone who can invent a condom that, like, improves the, the sex feeling. There you go. Like, he's like, you know what'll make him use condoms? Yeah. If it makes the sex better. Right. Like, if it's better to use a condom... Everybody's using lube. Right. A <laughs> lot of people are using lubricant. There's a, Which, by the way, makes sex with a condom so much better. I would agree with that statement. I don't think, honestly, anyone should use a condom without it. Without lubricant? Yes. What about... I mean, like, if you're in the throes of passion. What about, like, the, 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 the heating it up or cooling it down lubricant? Is that acceptable, too? On a condom? Yeah. I don't... I mean, like, the KY sensation or whatever, like, the stuff that makes them tingly. Yeah, sure. Sure, just throw it on there. As long as it doesn't break down the con. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that's something (laughs) I I don't know anything about, those kind of interactions, because I'm not a scientist. Right. Are you a scientist? No. No. (laughs) Um, I suppose we should talk a little bit about that marijuana... That was in that cigarette. Yeah. And uh, the two varieties are, as per usual, Strawberry Kush and Twelfth Man, because 
we did some extra research into the guidelines uh-huh. for the 502 sampling thing. And we now believe we have now come from a... We've now taken a full 360. <laughs> like, we thought at the beginning that it was one gram per strain per employee per month. Yeah. Or per month per employee. And then we talked to someone and they were like, no, we don't think that's how it is. And we were like, oh no, turn around, about face. <laughs> and we went that way for a long time, but now we did some more looking into it and it seems to be the opposite way. The, you know? So what's the end result? Is that now we're doing one gram per strain per month per employee. Yeah. If that makes sense. And... Yeah. And the opposite was like, take all you want? No, the opposite was one gram per strain per month. Oh, for the whole farm. For the whole farm as quality control, which is preposterous, because, like, I mean, a one gram bowl between, like, five or six people, it's not, (laughs) it's not so big, you guys. Like, it's not that much weed. Right. A gram between five people. Like, that's a joint that's easily accomplished by the crowd. Right. It's, you know, it's a little, it's a little more difficult to smoke it yourself. Um, but, so, let's see, what are we going to teach people today? I don't think there's anything to teach people today about marijuana. Okay. Oh, oh, um, here's what we'll teach people. How to make rosin at home. There you go. So this is the new the new thing that people are into with weed is rosin, which is like an extract that's used that's made without solvent. It's just a heat extraction. Yeah. And so uh, basically what you're doing is you're heating and pressing the buds and that causes the THC to goo out. Right. If that makes sense. But you need a lot of pressure. <clears throat> you, need, you need significant you need amount a machine. of pressure. You don't need a machine. <laughs> oh. No, this is what we're got. This so is what we're about to do. You need that much pressure. You need like you need pressure. Don't get me like, don't get me wrong. You need to really be. But you don't need a hydraulic press. No, not necessarily. Okay. What you need, guys, and gals, is you need half gram increments of weed, or say maybe even one gram increments of weed, like balled up, like rolled tight into like a tight ball. You know what I mean? And this is uh, dry weed? I mean, you want it to not be too dry. The right moisture content is really important okay. for this process because what will happen is it the right amount of moisture will cause it to like steam out as opposed to just like totally ooze out. And when it oozes out, it gets caught in the paper. Okay. So you need the, the weed, some parchment paper, and a hair straightener. And do yourself a favor and try to temp the hair from off the hair straightener to 300 degrees. Like, 300 degrees is, like, the money temperature. Yeah. And then you just take your weed, and you put it between your parchment paper, and you fold it up in a little envelope, and then you smash that motherfucker with a 300-degree hair straightener. Yeah, hard. Real hard. Two people, maybe? No. You won't need it, but you you just wail hard on it. Now, here's the caveat. I don't know for how long. <laughs> You're going to have to do some experimentation. Yeah. Do it 
on a weed that a friend gave you. Right. Or, you know, yeah. buy some cheap weed. Yeah. But the beauty of this is that there's no solvent. And it's not necessarily concentrating the weed. You're just only sm It's like you're smoking hash, but it's not like a concentrate. Right. And that's cool because you're not getting the, whatever yeah. trace impurities might be in the weed right. are not getting compounded through the concentration phase. Like, yeah. But you're getting a more pure hit. Like you know, you're getting basically the bulk right. of the usable crystal in the one in the yeah. hit in the the little dab as you smoke it, and then save your little your pressies right and break them up and make butter out of them, because you're not extracting one hundred percent of the THC. Right. You're looking for a, a rate of return of twenty percent on your investment. Oh, so you're getting twenty percent more. No, you're getting twenty percent of the volume you input. As a, as a result, like as a product. Oh, gotcha. Which sounds discouraging, right, at first. But if it's a pure hit. Well, and think about this. Think about this. Say you buy five grams of good weed to press in a rosin, and you do get 20% back, and you get a gram of rosin, right? You know what a gram of rosin costs? 80 bucks at the stores. They're selling $40 half grams. Right? So think about how much five grams of really good weed costs. It doesn't cost 80 bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. might if, it, if you're overpaying for it. Right. But it shouldn't. Like, I guess if you're at the rec store, it, it, you could conceivably pay f 80 for five. But you should be able to get a quarter of really good weed at the rec store for 80 bucks. You know, that's yeah. seven grams. So in theory, yeah. you'd be coming out slightly ahead if well, you could get the perfect amount of return. Right. Yeah. And you still have an after product you can... Yeah, you still... And that's use. the other thing. You can still make edibles with the after product. Yeah. Which, I mean, now that they've ruined edibles is important, I would say. Yeah. Dude, they went in now. All edibles are 10 milligrams. All edibles, all servings are 10 milligrams. You can't buy a stronger... The serving is 10 milligrams, or there's 10 milligrams? Any single serving item, like a candy or a cookie, 10 milligrams. The end product has to be 10 milligrams. Yeah, it can't be more. <laughs> you can get away with tinctures, or like things you add into drinks. Right. That have more in the whole bottle, but the whole bottle is like a number of uses. And like, yeah. with the tincture, one dropper was 6.7 milligrams. <laughs> Which, like, you guys, just so you know, Casey doesn't smoke weed, and 6.7 milligrams would, like, that would do very little to you. Like, it wouldn't fuck you up. I, right. I can't think of someone who's eating a 10 milligram lozenge and then be like, ooh! <laughs> like, I need, just to know it's happening, probably at least 50. Just to even right. know that it happened. To be aware. Just, Otherwise, you're just, like... Just to feel it. <laughs> if I'm trying to get high... Like, oh, I'm just... I'm just... No, sleep deprived. It's like... It's like... I imagine it's like when someone eats a Nicorette. And they're like... I don't feel like I have to smoke. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. But you're not getting the... I'm not getting the intoxicating effects. Right. 
where the, the you know the the it's just the, like quelling your uh, yeah I'm just yeah. like oh sweet I don't <laughs> cool I don't feel like I should smoke pot which is cool I mean don't it's odd right. during this time of day I feel like I should be smoking but I don't have that urge but I don't have that <laughs> urge that's weird that's weird <laughs> I mean I guess I could use it that way but I'm not trying to quit smoking pot right that's ridiculous yeah there's no reason to do that. Quitting smoking pot is like a bad choice unless you're a paranoid person. Oh. If you get paranoid and you can't handle it, please stop. You know what I mean? Like, you'll know, everybody knows, if you can handle it, go nuts, and if you can't, fine. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this, this judging people for their preference thing has to stop. Uh, right. It's cool, man. It's totally cool. So... I mean, unfortunately, that puts a lot of the onus on the squares. Yeah. To, to just relax. But don't you think they've relaxed? Yeah. Like I totally do. I totally, totally do. What I think hap- like I think there's. Well, now the the definition of square should probably change. Sure. For it, us, it's it's you know an evolving. It's a you're on a spectrum just like everything else in life. A hundred percent. It's a spectrum thing. So there were people that maybe appeared to be squares, but didn't really care that anyone like. I mean, before the law, right? Before uh, our like, yeah, yeah, the current law, right, went into place. People didn't care. They're like, yeah, man, just keep it out of the, away from the the little kids and then like, keep it away from kids, dude, and yeah. and don't push it on people that don't want it, right. Which is like, but dude. By and large, everybody smoked weed before the law passed. It was surprising to me that it took that long. Way more. To get where we are. Way more people smoked weed than would stand up for their ability to smoke weed. Yeah, that's true. I think the reason being, though, to a degree, is that those of us that actively wanted to smoke weed, yeah. it was not a problem. Right. Very few people struggled to obtain marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Like, and if you were one of those people that couldn't, like, go to a bar in a strange town and just figure it out, yeah. then in a lot of places you could get a medical card. Right. Where you could take your medical card with you to show them, like, hey, I have a medical <laughs> card. I have a valid recommendation from Washington. So let me buy your organ or not you know medical marijuana and they were like okay (coughs) I mean it's not like it was hard to get weed it was easy to get weed (laughs) and there was so much of it around the only thing that's changed is worth less money now in a way in a way the the three tier system thing that they adopted from the way they manage alcohol it's it's turned out a lot different than I thought it would. Uh, it, better or worse? Um, slightly for the I think for the better. In the um, how many liquor distributors are there in Spokane? <clears throat> like three big ones, and then a couple of boutique ones. Uh, well, there's more now. Ooh. Before the retail law changed. Right, like for lick, like with that pass, was that a year before the weed? I don't, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. When we could, so before we couldn't have 
liquor in retail stores. Oh, yeah. Like private. It was right, all okay. state-run. Right, right, right. Since that, now there's... A lot more distributors? There's more distributors that have moved in. Uh, but... Like, when you say that, you mean people that are coming to the bar to try to push on you guys? Yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, the middle... Well, there was one company set. that was already a beer distributor and just right. expanded. Like, Odom? Odom and Click. Okay. Both expanded to, to liquor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure King Beverage... Right, they have, I don't have to. to. I don't have to deal with them, but yeah. Right. Um, so... I was worried that it would be a situation. And then like I know that. I know there's like at least four other names around. Okay, but sweet. Yeah. So it's a lot better than it was. But I was right. worried it would be one of those things where there's like a stranglehold. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. just because that's the way the liquor one had always been. Like, yeah. there's very few companies that actually distribute the booze. So I was like, fuck. And they, and they dude. have limited space, and they pick right. and choose like who they distribute. Right, right. They have to work on <laughs> money deals, and, and all that's all that. going on. Right. In the five hundred two game, but it's there's so many more processors, which is like the middle rung for us. There's so many more processors. So you guys are, at, if it's like a funnel, you guys are at the top of the funnel. Yeah. And then you get to the processors. Right, they're the it gets middle. It's a little set. smaller. Right, but then it's the, the distributors where it really like the retailers. Where it all tightens for us. up. Yeah, yeah, that's just like the processors are the distributors. Oh, is okay. the analogy. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's the retail space where it really. So you have to find someone that can process it to get <coughs> right into the stores. Right, which is you know. Do you think that's just in like infrastructure for them, as far as like. Like at our place? No, at your or at the the processor distributor. Do you think it's just that? What? As it, as the as we get deeper into it, as it's been around longer, they'll have more like. Yeah. Oh, dude, for sure. There's more ways to. You can already see like the gold rush thing settling down. Yeah. Like there's there's already numbers of businesses that have folded, right. and like had to shutter it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, one of our, Abe, who called earlier, worked yeah. for a place in Washtuckna that, like, like, if you do it right, and it's, I'm not saying this is hard to do, I'm just saying if you do it right, you can get a pound of plant pretty easy. Yeah. You know, if you know what you're doing and you're doing it right, it's not like it isn't hard work, but it's like, it's not like, it's not the most backbreaking labor either I think it's it's a lot of uh, people that did it because they loved doing it right if you had those people tried to make it into a business no that's the problem there's a lot of people that don't have a business mind oh the Washington people didn't know how to grow weed oh so they they they, just wanted it was the opposite they wanted to have it as a business they built their assumptions on like well we got X number of lights and you can put X number of plants under those lights and you're gonna get one pound per plant but plants aren't machines right and they weren't getting a pound per plant (laughs) you know what I mean and it wasn't necessarily as good as it should have been so it's like dude if you're you're getting under on your yield and the quality is below where you thought you were and you're trying to sell it for too high Right. Yeah. I mean, either way. 
any two of those three and you're really bummed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but all three and that's kind of basically a death sentence. And, uh... I do like that that term is a normal business term in the 502 industry. What? Bummed. <laughs> right? Because I get a lot of people that grow or work on sure. grows that come right. to the bar and uh-huh. they all... <laughs> They all use the... Say there's a vernacular, for yeah. sure, dude. They crush. <laughs> it was bummed, man. Dude. I mean, I mean, we were bummed about it. Yeah, we were really we bummed. We were bummed that we thought. Yeah, they were bummed. <laughs> and, and if they're doing well, they're crushing it. Yeah. Dude, we're crushing the blueberry right now. <laughs> yeah. Crushing the blueberry. You guys are cr- into juice, or...? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that? Don't crush the weed. Yeah. That is one of my favorite things, is that something about my demeanor... Right. Makes a lot of people think that I just you that seem, I smoke a lot of weed. I don't. Okay, go ahead. I, I met a, I met a lot of people that just thought that I was stoned. Always stoned. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, dude. <clears throat> you don't come across as a dude who would have a problem with it, right? Like you seem like you would have been an advocate back in the day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a dude just let people do what they want to do. Yeah. Like, who the fuck cares? They're not breaking into your home to get right. money for weed. Right. <laughs> and if they are, that's not the weed. That's like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It's like... Those are the same people that would break into your home to get money for alcohol. Right. And trust me, those people fucking exist. exist. Yeah. If you think it's all heroin, which... Boy. Weird that that's back. Right? Did I miss something? Guys, yeah. when did doing heroin become popular again? Yeah. It's like, is it just because of the opiate pills, do you think? I don't think it could be just because of it. Like, it yeah, seems I, don't like know, it, I don't know if it's because people, like... Are people really just, bummed? Guys, are you really bummed out there? He's in my <laughs> weed vernacular. Because <laughs> be, you could just crush it on weed. And yeah, no, just crush it on some ganja. <laughs> crush that depression with some weed. <laughs> Oh, uh, dude, I remember that was a big one when we were younger. If you smoke too much weed, you'll get depressed. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Turns out you're really happy. You're just like, right. Well, <clears throat> turns not. out if you're like, if you're smoking so much weed that you're becoming depressed by it. You're probably going to get depressed anyway. Well, right. And there's, there's a larger problem at hand. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that is the form your addiction has chosen. <laughs> and you are dragging yourself down by it. Right. I, I'm, it's, you have to smoke a lot of weed to get depressed, dude. Trust me. I'm just, yeah. A lot of weed. Like, <laughs> like just so much weed. Oh, speaking <laughs> of so much weed, I had a major life milestone. Where we've oh, talked yeah. about the, in the past that I used to, uh, at a time period that is outside of the statute of limitations, I used to participate... In a, in a small amount of marijuana retailing. Sales. Yeah, I was an amateur pharmacologist. <laughs> um, and I used to take like a quarter pound at a time down to Pullman. And that right? was the most you'd seen? No, I'd seen two pounds. Okay. But that was the most I had dealt with. Right. That was, that was a lot for in me. In your possession. Right. That's the most I'd ever, I'd ever been responsible for. <laughs> you know, that, it, at the time, I was, when I was getting it on front, there was a comma in the price. 
You know what I mean? Like, right. it was $1,000 worth of weed, so you don't fuck around with $1,000. Right. That's like sell your car money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, dude, I lost your money. I, I've come to learn, <laughs> like, in the, in the future, like, years later from that period, that, like, people would scam weed dealers all the time by saying they got robbed or they lost, like, you know, something happened with the money. Because the weed dealers would be like, just oh, like, man, dude, whatever. I bet you're so bummed about that. Right, you know what I mean? <laughs> but they knew what was going on, but it's like, you can't prove it either way. So right. it's just like, do you trust this dude? Yeah. But I was never like that. I was like, fuck, if I get robbed and someone takes this weed from me, then I gotta fucking figure out how to get this dude a fucking thousand dollars. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but the point being, like, dude, so quarter pound. So I probably ran, you know, I, I have a hard time believing it was more than 20 pounds of weed in my collegiate career. Okay. You know what I mean? I have a hard time believing it was more than that. Right. But... Maybe 15. So, on Thursday, we drove 40 pounds of weed across the state. <laughs> 40 fucking pounds of weed, dude. Is that dude. a bale? I uh, no, I wish. Like, it how was, did you transport it? We had a five-pound... We had five-pound Ziploc bags. Like, the Ziploc bags were so big okay. that they could probably hold 10 pounds. But they were five gal or five pounds per bag. <clears throat> and we, uh... We made a lock box because the weed has like, to be double locked. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so you have to be in a container. In a, it has to be in a container that's locked, that is secured to another container that is locked. So like, <laughs> it has to be like you have to have like a locking canopy on your truck, and then you have to have it in a lock box that is secured, secured to, to the, the truck. Yeah, yeah, and that's how you do it. But I was like, this is crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is 40 goddamn pounds of weed. Like, this is so much federal prison time. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what I mean? This yeah. is like not getting out of federal prison. Right. Like, probably ever. Like, it, if we were in Iowa yeah. with 40 pounds of weed that good... And, and this was outdoor weed. It was really good outdoor weed. But, like, we would be in fucking trouble. <laughs> like, shit would be going beyond pear-shaped. Yeah. Um, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. And talk about the things that we have coming up, which is a lot of things, guys. It is. It's so much things. A couple of them are presented by this podcast. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Or we might... I feel like we might have to work out a different name. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer to me. You know what I mean? But yeah. it is what it is. Right. And then this can be a product of that. Right. You know what I mean? Our larger production company. Yes. Because we're so professional. <laughs> we're just right. real professional guys. Last year. <laughs> uh, you want to go or you want me to go? Well, what's the, f the first thing... First thing is coming up on Wednesday. So this might be a... Might this, be, this will be up tomorrow for sure. Alright, so two days. This will be up on Monday, February 1st. For <laughs> sure. And then we got one in the bank. That's right. Don't know how it's happening, but our subscriber numbers are rising. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. 
Thanks, guys. Tell your friends. Yeah. 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 And stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, February 3rd at the Observatory, Casey and I are presenting a comedy showcase. Monthly recurring showcase at the Observatory. Yes. First Wednesday of every month. This month, it'll be Stephen Ty, Philip Kopsinski. Super cool dudes. And... And me. Is it you? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> now I don't feel bad. I totally did space. I was like, Ooh, there is the one other guy. guy. I heard he's good. All right. And then Greg Beecher will be doing a guest spot. Yeah. And that'll cool. be pretty tight. And then, you know, keep your... keep and your. will be hosting that. I'll be hosting that. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled around town for the posters. You know, it's only five bucks. It's at 8 at the Observatory, yeah. 15 South Howard. It's a Wednesday. Come out. Uh, and then what else do we got together? We got anything uh, else? We got... Oh, the 14th? No, well, we're presenting... Okay. Yeah, we can do that one. I'm just going in chronological order. We could say we're presenting the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're doing a roast. A roast. For Nehemiah Zeller? Yeah. Nehemiah Zeller, <laughs> where there may be a really big special guest from his past. Oh. So if he hears this, he should start to quake in his boots. Right. Seriously, it's someone he doesn't think will be there. Like, I trust me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Damn. It's, it's his ex-fiance. I don't know if that's true. No, I don't know. Oh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's going to be a roast at the observatory. I don't know if there will be a cover, but it'll be fun. Roasts are always fun. Yeah. Uh, it's just a party. If you're yeah. in Nehemiah. Which, if you've been downtown in Spokane in the last two years, you should know who he is. Yeah. Um, and then the, the 25th at 25th the Bartlett. at the Bartlett. We're, we're, we're putting on another show. <laughs> Got another show. <laughs> Woo! <clears throat> and that'll be... Yeah, tell me the, the lineup again. The two of us will be there. I'll, again. Yeah. We're hanging out. Yeah. And then it'll be Daryl Burns. Ooh. And Kelly Hanna. And Kelly Hanna from Seattle. Yeah. Who's, I think from Spokane, but right. resides in Seattle. Right. So as we could call it local. Uh, hey, man. Yeah. It's still local. It's still yeah. all Washington. It's still people that are, you know, under the national radar, yeah. per se. Yeah. God, I didn't mean that to sound like a dick. <laughs> Fuck. We all knew what you meant. Cool. You know what I mean. Yeah. But Kellyanna, uh, she's done a bunch of shows with Emmett Montgomery, who we had mm-hmm. who we had on before. If you haven't heard the Emmett Montgomery episode, go back and listen to that. I don't know. Did we get to post it? No. Because it's on the fucking yes. laptop. Damn. Yes, swear to God, we <laughs> talked. You guys, swear to God, we talked to Emmett Montgomery. God damn it, I forgot about that piece of shit. I gotta get that fucking thing fixed still. I'm so mad, dude. I'm, I am, as they say, really bummed. <laughs> but anyway, we'll all crush it at the Bartlett. It'll be so good, dude. Yeah. You got anything else? Anything else coming up? Um, I just found out I'm going to be on a drink and debate team in March. Hey, so, cool. Yeah. Nice. More that'll details be, to follow. I think that'll be the 23rd was the date. but I believe it's the last 
whatever day of the week, a Thursday or a Friday or something? It's a... Is it a Wednesday? Whatever, whatever yeah. day of the week it is, it's the last one of that. I think it's month. Wednesdays. That's the last Wednesday yeah. of the month, every, every month. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. Uh, and then, what else? Anything else? I got... Got some social meds. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> you can be my friend. <laughs> Guys, get in there now before they fill up. I've been tweeting a little bit on the Twitter. Ooh. The Twitter sphere. How, I gotta uh, put an alert on your Twitters then. So I get them. <laughs> so I'm notified uh, every time. Uh, well, they're usually about shows. That's fine. Yeah. That's cool. But it's uh, at Casey underscore strain. Woo! me on Twitter. Uh... That's all I got, Josh. What do you got? Well, here's the thing. On the 17th of February, I'm doing a show called... I'm participating in a show, I should say, called V for Vulgar. Yeah. Which is just going to be as dirty as it gets. Yeah. And I don't mean that, like, just gross to be gross. But, like, we are going to get into things. Right. Like, no one's actually going to be, like... I don't think anyone's going to be... Doing anything on stage. It's not going to be live... No. Reenactments. No, 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 no. <laughs> this won't be like a Gigi Allen concert, right? All the poo will stay inside of our bodies. The whole show. Or if it does leave our bodies, it will stay in our pants. Right. But no one will fling poo at you. Or pee <laughs> on you. Or make you look at their wiener. None of that will happen. Right. You'll have to probably think about it, because we'll be talking about them. You'll picture it. Right. And, and that'll be a better picture than what you would actually have seen, probably. 100%. <laughs> and then there's an outside chance that on the 13th, either myself, or Casey, or both of us... Oh, yeah. ...will be at the Bing for their romantically-themed evening of comedy. Yes. I forget but the name of the show. Regardless of whether we're... we're I think it's called oh. Real Comedy. R-E-E-L. Right. Comedy. But the name of the show... That's the name. No. It has a name, too. Like a sub-name. Like a subtitle. Oh. Uh, like, they're all the real com. That's, like, the name of the series. But this uh, show has, like, a... Well, they're doing... Ra- rather than... I can do- tell you... Please, if, go ahead. If you... The point of the show is to go there if... If you're in love, that's fine, but it's to laugh at people who are in love. Laugh at, like, what real relationships actually are and not what happens in a movie. Right. I think is the point. And, and what I was going to say is that rather than one movie that will be interrupted... Right. Several. It's going to be, like, sketches based off of several movies. Yeah. So I think there's going to be some pre-film stuff, and there's going to be stand-up some comedy... Life. That's about relationships. And I know for a fact there's going to be at least one live sketch. Okay, perfect. So, guys, That'll it's a be... whole variety yeah. entertainment two hours. Yeah. You should go to that. So, again, guys. Saturday night. February 3rd, 8 p.m. 13th. at the observatory. Oh, you're doing that. February 13th at the Bing. I assume also 8 p.m. Could be 7. Keep your eyes open. February 14th, Nehemiah's Roast at the Observatory. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, the, the third 
is Stephen Ty, Philip Kopsinski, and Casey Strain of the Observatory. I'm hosting. Greg Beecher's <laughs> guest body. Yeah, Greg. 217, v for, v for Vulgar at the Big Dipper. Yeah. With myself and a ton of other local Spokane comics, including Will Gilman, so you'll get to see Spokane's two biggest, gentlest men. <laughs> and then on the 25th at the Bartlett, Casey, myself, Daryl Burns, and Kelly Hanna. And Kelly Hanna. <laughs> Present Burp. Comedy. <laughs> comedy. That's a good name for it. Burp comedy? Burp comedy. Is it? Could be. Could be. Fart noise. <laughs>